Welcome back to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Yvonne. Today's show, From Death's Door to Medicine Free and Thriving, Episode 2 of 2 with Anya Nicholson, is brought to you by You Are Dynamic LLC, the personal development company that believes in and cares about you. So thanks for tuning in. The purpose of my podcast is to help you notice the pattern of negative choices you continue to make because those choices are sabotaging your life. Instead, you can empower, educate, and encourage yourself to make daily changes so you can thrive, not just survive. Anya and I continue our conversation on how you can choose to make changes in your thought process, eating habits, and intake of medication. She says that she prostrated herself before God because she was ready to give up. I thank God that she didn't. The mind-body connection is real, and Anya proves it. In episode one, she tells us about her near-death experience, how her body was shutting down. But in this episode, she takes her life into her own hands and becomes her own advocate. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back. I am here with Anya Nicholson. And when we left off, she was explaining the 24 diagnoses that she had. So go on, Anya, continue on. The next one would be the MTHFR gene mutation. The word, I cannot pronounce it, <laughs> but basically it's a gene that provides instructions for your body to make this protein, which helps your body process folate, okay, which your body needs to make DNA and modify proteins. Well, I have a gene mutation that my kids have, my husband has, my parents have. It's a lot more common than you think. And the way I found that I had that was I was having multiple miscarriages. And when I was trying to figure out why, I was told to get that test done and, and I was positive for it. And I had to take a folate supplement for a while. But it's really important that if you have this condition, you do not take folic acid because folic acid further, it's synthetic and it, it keeps your body from being able to absorb folate from things. So folic acid, which they put in like all the pregnancy vitamins, are, is really, really dangerous for people that have this gene mutation. Also, I don't know if it's okay to talk about off subjects, but in almost all kids that have autism, they were tested and almost all of them had this particular gene mutation. So I'm not saying that the vaccine did not cause the mutation, but because they had the mutation, it makes them more successful to, uh, to a vaccine injury. Okay. Okay. In my, my family, my extended family, and that's how I got into researching that, which was a big part of how I learned how to heal myself naturally. It all went together. So I also had polycystic ovarian syndrome and was told I most likely could not have children, but I have two, so they were wrong. But it, <laughs> it causes problems like extra hair growth. You don't ovulate because there are too much hormones in them, insulin resistance, irregular periods, infertility. It's a leading cause of infertility, but it's mm. also the form of infertility. POTS is another thing, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So when you stand up, you start passing out, um, lightheaded, fainted, uh, fainting. And I asked my cardiologist, 
what do I do when this is happening? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, no, what do I do when I'm out with my kids and I start getting dizzy and I'm going to pass out? And he's like, tighten every muscle in your body. I don't know why they don't tell people this. So that if you tighten every you know, muscle in your body, then your blood is not going to pull towards your feet, your feet, which is what's pass, causing you to pass out. You stand up and your blood just rushes down to your feet because your veins can't hold it up the way they don't constrict the way they're supposed to. And then you get really dizzy and you see them blacking out and you pass out. Um, so when he taught me that, like that was a, a big change right there. Um, it really helped a lot. Uh, so you could be sitting anywhere. This up. could occur. You stand up and then you almost, it's like you can, you collapse or, but you, you can catch yourself by doing he, so what he told you was to stiffen your entire body. Yeah. Just to, to contract all of my muscles. And that worked. Yes. Without meds. Yes. I mean, I also do other things to help manage it, which we'll get into after. But but that was that, like, right there. I'm like, really? Why didn't anybody tell me this? I wouldn't have hit my head on the garage floor. And I was getting laundry out of the dryer when I passed out, like, just bending down to get laundry out. So, you know, it could happen for the weirdest reasons. Another condition, um, Raynaud syndrome, I still have, but it's not as bad. That's also related to the dysautonomia, still learning how to say some of these words, <laughs> um, and the POTS. So basically, there's smaller arteries that supply blood to the skin, and they constrict excessively in response to cold, limiting blood supply to the fingers, toes, ears, and tip of the nose, which feel cold and turn colors. So it's really fun because... I turn blue or purple, my fingers and my lips, and people are freaking out. And I'm like, I swear I'm okay. I'm just really cold. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I've, I've had a little fun with it. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just a condition. And um, the secondary adrenal insufficiency, which, uh, you know, I talked about earlier, where my pituitary gland doesn't make enough ACTH, and so I don't make enough cortisol, and it can cause all kinds of problems. Um, I had secondary infertility and we didn't know why. And um, I tried to get pregnant for several years and I did uh, three fertility treatments and I conceived triplets on the third, although Chance was the only one that made it past the first trimester. Uh, and I named him Chances and Last Chances. I told my husband I wasn't doing any more fertility treatments after that. So, but he made yes. it. And, and I'm quite happy with only one now. He, three of him would have been too much. Um, <laughs> um, and then Sheehan syndrome, of course, which is the, the form of hypopituitarism that you can only get from hemorrhaging. Mm. Um, and only when you're pregnant because your pituitary gland is so sensitive. Um, oh, my goodness. There's a lot I, of other things I forgot. I, I just can't imagine the average human being having to endure all these, of course, they didn't happen all at the same time, but they've happened throughout a course of your life. Well, at the end, I was experiencing all of them at the same time over the last several years. The, before oh I so okay. I, um, I couldn't digest food. I couldn't swallow without choking. Uh, I couldn't stand up straight or walk straight. I was just falling apart. And not knowing what to do at that point. 
we usually go for over-the-counter meds. We usually go for prescription medications. What are some things that you did to heal yourself without the meds? A big one is breath work. Um, so I do breathing exercises where like I, my version I do now is a little more advanced, but I inhale for 20 seconds, or I'm sorry, 15 seconds. I hold on the inhale for 15, I exhale for 15, and then I hold on the exhale for 15. That takes a lot more work than you think. Um, and I do that 20 times a day. So 20 minutes of breath work. It gets extra oxygen into your body. It helps strengthen your vagus nerve. It also helps tighten your abdominals, which was an added bonus I wasn't expecting. <laughs> um, it makes me calmer. It's not meditation. You know, I still meditate as well, but it, um, it helps like reset your nervous system. You know, and my, my sympathetic nervous system was really messed up. And my, my physical therapist told me, you need to breathe from your diaphragm. And I'm like, well, I sing opera. I know how to breathe from my diaphragm. She's like, not anymore. You don't. <laughs> so she explained that my muscles, in order to get them to relax so that I could push my bones back in when they came out of, or my joints, whatever, back in when they came out of the socket, that I needed to have enough oxygen in my body. And the best way to get that was through breath work. So instead of having, for instance, like my mom, she passed from COPD emphysema. And she, for the last 15 years of her life, walked around with oxygen. So she would have this long, long, long cannula attached to the oxygen, maybe in another room. And then she'd come down the stairs and go into the kitchen with the oxygen in her nose that was 24-7, when she slept, when she was woke. Now, she did that with oxygen 24-7, but you had a different way to increase the oxygen in your system. Yes. I did have okay. low oxygen as well. And every time I went for the little finger test, like, you can't find your pulse. <laughs> like, I'm still here, I promise. <laughs> So, you didn't do anything like they have people who go jump in ice water to reset their bodies. I did not do that. I did try for a little while after I was already getting better taking cold showers, but I don't really enjoy it. Right? Um, I also, I did try Wim Hof, uh, his method of um, breath work. It's a little intense for me. I like calm breathing, but with his method, you're taking loud big, fast breaths. And I did have fun experimenting with it when I was at the museum with my kids because I did the breathing. I put my hand on a block of ice and I felt nothing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in ice. Uh, so if you look up Wim Hof, it's W-I-M-H-O-F-F. -F. And he learned to cure the nervous system through doing this, the, I, like, the breathing and being in cold water. So I did do cold water for a little bit, but I wouldn't, I don't, that wasn't really where I had my turnaround. It was um, the breath work, meditating daily, walking daily, grounding, which is walking with your bare your bare feet on earth because you get electrical charges between the earth and your feet. So is that on grass, bare feet, or I mean, okay, anywhere. you know, well, like grass or sand, grass or sand, bare feet, and yep. you're just taking a walk. Yep, Even and that literally yard. I didn't hear that last part. It, the sound went out. 
even if you just walk back and forth in your own yard. Oh, okay. So barefoot, just walking on the grass. Okay. If you look at grounding, there's so many benefits, health benefits to it. It's amazing. And sun gazing, um, which, you know, if you're going to do sun gazing, you need to be really careful and only stare at the sun in the hour after sunrise and the hour before sunset. But you start doing it like 10 seconds a day. And I started doing it because my vitamin D levels were so low and I had tried everything to get them up for like 13 years. And they just did not come up no matter what I tried, natural or supplement or prescription. And somebody mentioned that and I'm like, well, I'll try it. And I started staring at the sun and I not only now have beautifully normal vitamin D levels, but I'm, for me, it was like a, a connection to God doing that. I feel like I'm downloading source and I do it barefoot. They say do it barefoot. Um, hmm. but when I do it, I feel like this connection. Um, and I usually ask God to show me, you know, what it is that I need to do next or to just show me what is next for me to guide me, make it clear, whatever my next steps are when I do that. And again, you said you look at the sun when and when aren't you supposed to look at the sun? Only the only safe thing is hour after the sun rises and the hour before the sun sets. You don't want to do it during the day because you can damage your eyes. And it's only for a short period of time. Right. You can work up to a little longer, but you're not really, I mean, when I'm doing it very, very consistently, I can get up to one or two minutes now, but you don't really go above that. You don't want to do that. And that literally can, of course, help with the vitamin D levels. But what are the other benefits of sun gazing? Um, I don't even remember what they all are, except that they're just you? a, a big connection to God for me. Okay. Okay. So the breath work, meditation, sun gazing, and what else do you do in the walking? Walking, um, I do exercise um, with a physical therapist um, online and my diet. My diet is the biggest part. That's like 80% right there mm -hmm. of what I keep myself. Now, the way I eat, most people are going to be like, nope, not doing it. That's way too extreme. But when you're facing death, you do what you need to if you want to stay alive. So now that I'm healthy, I do eat some cooked food. but I do it in moderation. 90% of my diet is still raw vegan. Hmm. And a vegan, most people think, oh my goodness, you eat rabbit food. No, I have learned how to make bread, cake, candy, all these different things from raw vegan ingredients, and they're still raw. I make cheesecake from cashews and dates and maple syrup. You know, um, I make them cookies. I make bread from nuts and seeds, mostly seeds. But most of my diet is 80% of it is fruit, 10% about is vegetables, and 10% is fats. What would you say regarding the mind, your mindset? My mindset was that um, I had to, well, my favorite quote, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I learned to look inside myself instead of outside of myself. I learned to take away instead of adding in. Take away instead of adding in. When we're sick, most of us are like, oh, you need chicken soup. You need this vitamin. You need that. No, how about taking it all away like animals do and just drinking water? Ah. So the last time I had a diverticulitis flare, which was it's been about a year and a half. 
Um, it was when I was in Canada. It was my first time after we you know, sold our house and moved. Uh, and I was there with my husband's job and I wasn't happy. I was bored. He was working 72 hours a week and we missed all our friends and family. So I had a diverticulitis flare, which can come on from stress. And I did three days of water. And boom, just like that, it healed. No hospital, no antibiotics, no extra other issues, just by taking a break from food and fiber. Mm-hmm. Particularly mm-hmm. a break from fiber when you have diverticulitis. So now, Anya, how many years would you say that you felt healthy compared to almost dying? About two. I mean, it... Only in the last year have I felt safe, if that makes sense. Like, I knew my health was safe, but I was scared to go in the airport where somebody might bump me and I might have my leg come out of my socket or whatever. Um, so I was scared of that for a while. I, I wouldn't even step up on a curb. I would walk out of the way to avoid stepping up on a curb because I was so scared. Now I'm jumping. You know, I do it carefully. Like, I won't just, like, run and jump anywhere, but I can do it, like, those things. So the last year is really where I found my freedom and really where I started coming into myself. And it's within this last year. Yeah. And that's by being consistent in those lifestyle changes that you made. Yeah, but it's something bigger than that too for me because it's like God is behind me saying, yes, this is what you need to do. You need to do this because this is why you're here. This is why you came here was to experience this and show other people what is possible that you can live a normal life, you can come back from wishing you were dead and be happy. And then you value everything so much more. I can see that. I can see that from death's door to making those changes. And they don't sound like they're drastic changes. You know what I mean? The food is a drastic change though. Most people eat, you know, three meals a day. We spend all this energy, time, thought on cooking. When you start eating differently and eating raw, and mm-hmm. anytime on food prep, which is awesome, because uh, for instance, in my house, we only eat fruit until dinner, including my children. So that might be, um, they usually start off with, well, one child starts off with melon in the morning. He has about mm-hmm. a whole, like a cantaloupe or honeydew or something. The other child has mango because he has a mango addiction. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they have a smoothie later. Again, the one has mango, but it's a smoothie with like pineapple and banana and mango and almond milk. And then the other has a green smoothie because he won't eat salad. So his smoothie consists of like five ounces of spinach or some kind of greens and dates and strawberries and water or coconut water. And then Mm -hmm. they'll have some more fruit servings. Like they can pick, they can blend it. They can have it raw, frozen. I don't care as long as they eat it. Um, And then for dinner, we'll have like, my one son will have raw cauliflower rice my other son and my husband and I will have salad. We'll have like um, something like marinated uh, broccoli that I'll marinate in brags, which is like soy sauce, but without the gluten because my kids have celiac. Um, and maple syrup and some garlic and wasabi or something. I make like a cashew sauce. We'll eat wraps, um, either made like the, the breadish type wraps or lettuce wraps. I'll grab a bag of coleslaw and then blend some sunflower seeds and some brags again like soy and some garlic and just mix it all together and it can either be you know as a salad or put in a wrap um and then you know desserts are limited like but i make things like uh, cheesecake pumpkin cheesecake girl scott samoa cookies 
Um, my kids love mint ice cream, which is really spinach ice cream. Um, um, so like I learned to get all these things in them. Now myself, I mostly juice during the day. The reason that I got into eating raw food is it digests and breaks down really quickly. And our main source of energy is used up on digestion. So mm -hmm. if you have a health condition and your body needs extra energy to heal and you're eating foods that take a lot of work to digest, when you stop eating them, all of a sudden your body has all this extra energy to use and you feel the difference and it feels good and you don't want to go back. So I intermittent fast. I also only eat during an eight hour period normally. And honestly, mine is more like a six hour period. And then my body recharges during the rest of the time. It's not focused on digestion. So I still eat and I still allow myself to have things that I enjoy, but I haven't eaten meat in, I don't know, eight or nine years. I've tried it mm -hmm. once, like after a couple of years after I've stopped and I was sick for three days. So I don't tell anybody stop eating meat because of animals, although it does make you a lot more sensitive to them when you stop. But I, you know, if you're having health problems, diabetes, heart issues, um, just anything, when you stop the meat, your body, it's just, it's, freeze up. Like it takes about 15 minutes to break down juice, 30 minutes to break down fruit, two to three hours to break down vegetables, non-starchy vegetables, and then eight hours plus to break down grains, starchy vegetables, and meat. Okay. So a lot of times people have like indigestion, bloating, heartburn, and it's because they're having fruit with a cooked food or a food that needs digest. Fruit should always be in alone. I know that that's not what we're taught. But my secret to, because I also lost 120 pounds and kept it off, and my secret that I have learned to keeping off weight is to not combine fruit and fat. Very rarely. I'll do it for desserts. My kids, they've got the metabolism. They can eat it. They're fine. They don't gain weight. <laughs> you know, but if I eat too many of my little lemon cheesecake bites and I make little bites, I freeze them in a little mini muffin thing. If I eat too many, I'll start putting on weight. You know, so I limit it. Um, but... You know, when, when we eat this other way, our body is also getting all these nutrients that are lacking from cooked foods. Also, cooked foods are very dehydrated. So what happens is that dehydrated food pulls all the moisture out of your body, right? And then you're further dehydrated. And the food, it can't leave your body because it needs to be hydrated enough to exit your body. So it's stored as fat. So that's why when people say you're losing water weight, mm -hmm. it's really it's not just the water that's being held in your body, but you start like when you flood your body with enough fluids, the weight falls off. So I lost most of my weight. I lost part of it being raw vegan. I lost the majority of it juice fasting. And it's so quick that you're shocked. It's what all the movie stars do when you see how they lose weight really quick for a roll. They juice fast, that's all. But not like store processed juice. It has to be either fresh, you know, freshly juiced at home or cold pressed. It has to say cold pressed. So that pizza I had for lunch today, sausage and cheese pizza with the regular crust. I still like pizza. Don't get me wrong. And I eat it once in a while. I skip the meat though. <laughs> you know, this has been so informative. And in the, in the last couple of minutes that we have, what encouraging thoughts would you like to leave our listeners with? Don't give up. Um, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food is the biggest thing that I can say anybody along, you know, with change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Don't use the word against yourself. Big one. 
When I was sick, I talked about how sick I was to anybody and everybody because I was miserable. And I learned like that we really, we create with our thought and our voice and our words. And if we talk about something, we bring it to us. We attract it. We make it stronger. I started talking about my health. I started thinking about my health and I, I shifted. That was a big shift for me. And I just like, you won't even hear me say, if I'm not feeling great, you won't hear me say I'm sick, anything. I will not use those words about myself. So in place of those words, I hear people all, all the time say, oh, my head, my head is killing me. Or So in place of that, for example. So I learned to do something very, very different. And it's kind of like fake it till you make it. So if it's hurting, something's hurting, I'll say, I am in optimal health. My body is, you know, functioning, you know, functioning at its best. I'm in perfect health. Everything is wonderful. So every single time that thought comes into my head, every time. And sometimes, you know, it's like 80 times an hour. You don't realize until you start becoming aware of these thoughts. Every time I think it hurts, no, my body is in perfect condition. I feel wonderful. Whatever it is that I say at that time. And I learned to do this with my health, and now I've learned to apply this to the rest of my life. And so I've also started manifesting other things I want in my life, like making a lot of my dreams come true. And so every time I get those thoughts, like, no, you can't do this because that, then I become aware of it. I sit down and I write out my thoughts, okay? And then I write an opposing thought or action. So I say, yes, I can. There's infinite abundance out there in the ether. All I have to do is call it to me. I really, really appreciate you being on the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast, sharing your story. For people, this is really, I believe, going to help others who are going through maybe even half of what you've experienced. You're still here today. And thank all you. I help people. So look me up on Facebook. If you have any questions, please message me. I will answer them. And we will list your contact information on the show notes and when we advertise the show. So thank you again, Anya. I really appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I sure hope you enjoyed today's episode because there's more to come on this intriguing topic. What if, what if you took heed of this series on the mind-body connection and your lifestyle change for the better. Well, in the upcoming weeks, I have more interviews with people who have experienced absolute healing and lasting changes in their lives because they decided, like Anya, to advocate for themselves. Thanks again for being a regular listener to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast. Here's your invitation to tune back in daily Go through the content list and get educated about so many different topics. Shout out to my listeners in the United States, but also globally. Remember to leave a review after you've listened. Subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast so we can get the word out and you're notified when a new episode is posted. You know, you can find the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship podcast on Apple, Google, Podvine, so many different outlets. And it's also a blog on WordPress. 
reach out and tell me where you're listening from because your comments are important to me. Email me at YvonneTheAuthor at gmail.com, of which I always leave in the show notes. And until we meet again, I want you to always remember that you are dynamic. Why? Because despite everything you've been through, you're still here.